All right, Jeff, we're rolling, and um, I guess the stuff I want to talk about. Well, I do too. So, well, we do my stuff first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Thank you for way. listening to the Fields Brothers Show. Go ahead and do the intro. Well, I'm Roger Fields, and I am here with my younger brother Jeff, and we are in Central Kentucky. And we're doing this podcast from Moonlight Fields Wedding Farm, or we now call it Event Venue. And we're just two recovering pastors with no known history of scandal. And we enjoy talking about the grace of God, what it's like to live on this side of the cross after the cross basically destroyed religion. We've talked about that a lot. But uh, anyway, um, we have fun doing this, and we are glad you're along with us. So, Jeff, all right, what you got going on? I'll let you jump in there first. Well, just before I forget, I want to, of course, you're well aware of this. Um, and just an incredible day, a little over a week ago. Our kids surprised us yep. with the 40th anniversary open house. So Teresa and I are coming up on 40 years in uh, in May. So we're still a few weeks away, and we're going on a nice long trip uh, for that. But um, well, where are you going? We Tell me where no you're idea. going. We're going to Alaska. Never yeah. been to Alaska. Yeah, and cool. Going to the land part and the cruise part and the whole deal. Of course, our mom and dad lived up there the first year yeah. and a half or so they were married. Dad was in the Air Force, so we're going to try to go by the apartment building that they lived in. They moved and, to um, Niagara Falls, and then I was born. <laughs> yeah, I won't so, say anything uh, about that. So, so um, what do you mean? You, what's, what's wrong with that? Was, okay. He just kind of left it wide open for me, but I okay. Well, all right. So, um, so anyway, they. Um, I won't go into all the details, but it was a surprise 40th anniversary yeah. open house, and we had no idea. They told us with a few hours' notice for us to be out here at two forty-five. And we just thought it was just the kids and grandkids doing a little thing. We yeah. pull out here, and, and their their cars are there, and that's so I'm thinking, yeah, the well, way that's nice. Kids, of course, we had several plans something. on how to get you out here. I was involved in one. Of the I plans. heard you were. And then my plan, plan got nixed, you okay. know, and so yeah. you know that was a different plan, which so is fine. Basically, they just came right out. Uh, Troy that morning said, uh, "Need you and mom to be out at Rogers at two forty-five. So we didn't ask any questions. You know, we're yeah. kind of wondering why they were supposed to have left that day. Said we're not leaving till tomorrow. That was the original plan all along. And, of course, Teresa's brother had been in from Massachusetts, he and his wife and daughter, and we thought they had already hit the road back to Massachusetts from our house that morning and learned later on that they didn't leave. So we walk in your your barn here, and the kids and grandkids, and we got looking around, and then we realized, okay, this is more than just kids and grandkids. So we, yeah. we they had us there early for pictures. I haven't seen the pictures yet. I'm looking forward to it. They had a yeah. photographer out here, yeah. and um, uh, I guess you gave them the family raid on the on the barn for the – for the reception well, and all that, or you uh, still yeah, I mean, I I gave up a little bit of a discount. So, yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> just a just a great day, and um, just really touching to see how the kids work together. This thing had been in the works for months. I'm sure you knew that, yep. and there was a private Facebook page that we had no idea existed until that day, and a lot of people showed up from all different phases of our life from years past, and you know, I learned that my kids are pretty good at um, deceiving and conniving and covering up. Doesn't that and, and just all give that? you a warm feeling inside <laughs> to know that your kids could just lie right Tra- to your face? Train up a just, child yeah, in the way right. they should go. I mean, so. It just kind of tugs at your heartstrings, okay. doesn't it? And we are, just another real quick, uh, getting some response on our uh, retreat in November. Oh, okay. And got another email just on the way out here a little while ago. So, I mean, right now we're looking at probably 20 or 22 total, yeah. counting Teresa and all I right, and Faye cool. and all this. And, um, so, I mean, there's going to be a limit to how many. But, again, if anyone's interested, November 7th through 9th in the Smoky Mountain area, a little south of Knoxville, and email me, Jeff, at thefieldsbrothers.com if you want more information. There's no cost to that, but you will be on your own for hotel and, and probably most of the meals, and but no cost for the retreat itself. All right. So, 
Well, cool. Okay. You know, I guess you know this, but I have been um, attending the or been a part of the Nicholasville Police Academy, more Civilians than. Police Academy. How much more do you have to go on that? I've got, I think, another two weeks. I've got, let's see, I've got, no, just two more to go. Just, yeah, this, this Thursday and then next Thursday, that's it. I graduate. The last one's a graduation. So that will open up Thursdays for possible podcast recording yeah, well, after that. Yeah, Because yeah. I'm here lately yeah, every time. Right. Well, can't do it Thursday. I got my police training or whatever. So Yeah, I don't try to say it that way. But, yeah. I <laughs> you don't think it comes out like that. <laughs> but I want to talk about it for just a second and tell you what. Okay. Uh, I, right. got, I got an admission, though. I think, I'm, I think it's safe to say I'm not law enforcement material. Um, okay. First of all, it, it's been an incredible experience. It really has. And I have learned so much about so many different facets of, of law enforcement. But a couple of weeks ago, they put us in uh, kind of a thing where we did a simulator and we had to go. Um, they had some of the people that were past graduates of the academy would come out and play roles and they would you know be in a car. We have to go check it, pull them over, check them out and talk to them and see what they would tell us the situation. They're running a stop sign or whatever. So they put me in the simulator and they give me a gun and a, uh, a taser, okay? And so you look at this big screen, and so all of a sudden this guy comes on the screen down a hallway with his back turned to me. And I thought, okay, so I'm looking at this guy. Well, all of a sudden he turns around, and he runs full steam at me. I mean, blazing fast steam. Well, I pull out my taser, and I nail him. And they said, well, that really wouldn't have worked then because, he, oh, he had a knife. I'm sorry. He had a mm-hmm. holding knife, which is hard to see. You know, that quick, you had to try to realize mm-hmm. he had a knife was not easy. But anyway, he had a knife, holding his knife over his head. He's coming up at me to slice me up, and they said, "Well, if I had tried to tase him, the taser wouldn't have taken effect in time. He would have killed me. So I'm dead. All okay. right, I should have shot him. In other words, so then um, another next scene, I'm standing there, and there's two police officers talking to two high schoolers, and all of a sudden, they all four just get shot dead right in front of me. A sniper took them out. So I'm looking behind the dumpster. There is a sniper. So I pull out my gun and I wait. It took me out four or five shots, but I got this guy. Got him." Oh, got shot the sniper. They said, that's good, Roger. Did you notice the guy in the woods? I said, no. There was a guy about 20 or 30 feet over that was shooting at me that I didn't notice. That's one of the things that happens in a situation like that. You get tunnel vision. Yeah, and you get focused on something and you focus and you, you don't, block out you everything else. oblivious to other stuff going on. And they say when it really happens for real life, you do not hear the gunshots. Your audio shuts down. Wow. And so, and they say also in a situation, it's hard to use your hands. It's hard to even pick up a pair of sunglasses because you're, you lose dexterity in your fingers. And when your heart starts pumping and all that, I can believe that. And so there's all kinds of, so then, well, okay. So then, so I, I got stabbed and then I got shot. So then, but other than that, you uh, well, came through great. Well, like. not necessarily one other little <laughs> snag. Okay. And so there's these two older ladies that we pull over. So I go up on the passenger side and I think they, I think it ran a stop sign, and so they were checking, and they didn't have a driver's license because they, you know, didn't um, uh, didn't take the driver's license. And then we find out the car was registered to a different person, and so we had to have them step out. And, you know, so anyway, we uh, handled it the best we could, and so we got them back in. The police officer came and said, that was really good. And I said, did you notice on the console between them, right in plain sight, there's a, there's a bag of cocaine? No, never really saw that. <laughs> we went back, sure enough, just plain view right on the coast. So I got stabbed, I got shot, and I never noticed a bag of cocaine. So I'm, I think it's safe to say I'm not law enforcement material. So, so I, I, so I, you know, I'm trying to think. Do I feel safer out here now, knowing that you are here? But I'm thinking not. <laughs> I'm thinking it's. But it's, seriously, I mean, I, I might talk about it again in the future. But I, what's some things? Some things I've learned have been amazing. It's a tough job. I'll tell you what. It's it's an amazingly difficult 
a very precise job and you have to know what you're doing and the decisions you make in a split second are incredible yeah, it's i mean you know um i admire them and yeah. thankful for those who really put their life on the line but we've learned how that. to fingerprint and do all kinds of things but anyway that's enough of that but i, I may someday talk about it again real quick so one of the funnier memes uh right before i came out here um online I hadn't seen it before, but you know, by the time this airs, maybe it'll be all over Facebook and everybody's already seen it by then, but I hadn't seen it. Tell me if you've seen it. Had to do with Jerry Springer. I think I may have seen who that what, what of course he, he died recently. Yeah. yeah. And it's, the line is something like there's a picture of him and then there's a picture of like the a traditional picture of Jesus with a beard and holding a cross, and then there's another picture, I guess supposed to be God, you know, the kind of the I traditional picture okay. of God where he's kinda of leaning back, big long beard and all this. And the, I don't have a word for word in front of me, but it said something like, uh, Jerry Springer is already causing trouble in the afterlife, afterlife. And he's saying, let's bring out Mary's husband, Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to find out if Joseph is really the father of Jesus. That's what he used to do. I didn't, not that I watched any of them, but I heard that's what he did a lot on his shows. But I I thought that was pretty funny. All right. Okay. (laughs) Well, Jeff, have you ever heard of claw hammer Christianity? Uh, no. Well, never, it's one of never my, seen that name on a church sign either. Well, it's because I just coined it. That's why. Okay. And uh, you know, I love the scripture. One of the scriptures that we based our book on, actually. I'm gonna um, write this down. Claw hammer. Uh huh. Claw okay. hammer. I think claw right. hammer is one word. Claw hammer Christianity. Okay. All right. Um, Colossians 2, verse uh, chapter 2, verse 14, we use this in our book a lot. It says, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. A lot of people don't realize that not only the, the law, the record was nailed, you know, was eliminated, I was going to say nailed to the cross, but the demands were nailed to the cross. So he set this aside, nailing it to the cross. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you oh, do with I the claw hammer? So, I, I think I know where you're going. There you go. That's this, right. Okay. So, but you know, if you try, if you apply yourself, you can pull out some nails and unnail the law. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, so, a lot of modern day Christianity is really claw hammer so Christianity. Claw We're going to unnail it. You know, the, you know, Jesus nailed the law to the cross with its legal demands and its records. All that's gone. He said, but, I mean, it's interesting. It says took it away. Yeah. You know, not just met the demands and all yeah, that. Yeah. You know, he did fulfill the yeah, law, yes, but yeah. but took it away. That's yeah. that's yeah. another step. That's not, that's kind of what it says in the Hebrews, right? I mean, talking about. I mean, this this says he stood against the legal demands. He set set it aside or took yeah, it away. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. translations, I got you. Yeah. Say so he took it away, but nailed it to the cross. Well, a lot, a lot of modern day Christianity is pulling the nails back out. Yeah. So when while it, when it's been nailed and dead then we're not satisfied with that. Don't leave it alone right? and have to pull it back out. Well, yeah, so we, kinda, we, you we start using it again. Yeah. Type we, of thing. we need, we need to have the religious obligations. So we have to unnail it. So we take the claw hammer out and pry those nails out. So. You know, the one thing goes a little bit with that, that uh, I don't think I mentioned this to you and I don't think I posted anything on it. I learned what um, Martin Luther and some of the others, do you know what Martin Luther studied before he became a priest? I heard he was a realtor. Is that not true? Well, he might have been that too. I don't know. That's, that's, not, that's not what I was thinking. Well, let's see. No, I don't know what he's he, uh, he studied law before he became a priest. I think I may have heard so that. So okay. I don't think he ever practiced law, but he, I mean, he, he formally studied law. And of course, Martin Luther had some good things to say, but then some other things that I well, think were things. off. Yeah, I bet a lot of but, uh, And obviously, the whole justification by faith was good, but it, but it kind of. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty big deal, I think. <laughs> Personally, I think that was a pretty. He got that. that I think part, that no. was a pretty good contribution. That part was, was nailed. He did not take a claw hammer to that part. Okay, right, 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 right. So he nailed that one back in. Now, 
Did you get the pun there? He nailed it back in. Yeah, you know, I Martin got, Luther I got, with the yeah. door and all that. Yeah, okay. I, got, I actually door, didn't think yes. of that until after I said it. But yeah, anyway, that's, that's um, but the idea and somebody evidently Tertullian and I don't remember what contributions he had, but he was a lawyer and some others. But it, you know, maybe think of how much a law mentality still influence some of them yeah. in some of the areas. Yeah. And, and I don't think we realize how strong a law framework, a law mentality has influenced our thinking. Well, we okay, since you brought so. this up, I have something I can contribute to that discussion. Here's a list, Jeff, just a few. There's a lot more than where this came from. This is just a few. This is a tip of the iceberg. This is a few of the theological words you need to be familiar with if you're going to be a believer in Jesus. First of all, you got to know your justification, sanctification, and glorification and in that order. you got to know the difference between eschatology and pneumatology. Pneumatology, the numbers? Pneumatology. No, Jeff. Pneuma is, is oh, Holy spirit, spirit. Spirit. Holy okay. spirit. Yeah. P-N-E-U, pneuma. Yes, okay. Okay. right. Okay. Not okay. pneuma. Yeah. Boy, I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know that God is omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. you got to know the difference between Calvinism and Arminianism, and you got to pick one of the two. You got to know what antinomianism is, propitiation, reconciliation, baptismal regeneration, and transubstantiation. You got to know that's a lot of shuns. Yeah, a lot of shuns. There's a lot of shuns. I mean, you started with a bunch of shuns and got a lot of shuns. And so somebody says, Roger, can you can I just trust Jesus and rest him? No, Roger. And here's here's you know why you can't do that. Here's the argument. Well, Roger, God gave you a mind. He gave you an intellect. He wants you to use it. Oh, really? So that means I got to know, uh, you know, I'm just well, saying I mean, we've made this yeah, so. That's too far. I mean, you know, I, I, I agree with it. he gave us a mind and he wants us yeah, to use it and yeah, all that. But, but yeah, to go a little bit too far. You know, anyway, so I just, no wonder people don't get excited about the things of God and we stay stuff like that. You know? Have you got, um, you got Steve McVeigh's new book yet? No, Have I you know. talked to mom about it? <laughs> okay. I got a little, before you say that, I got something on that too. Okay. okay. <laughs> now, you know, I think we're probably won't get in too much trouble to say that our mom is in her 80s, okay? Yeah, yeah. Most moms, Jeff, you know, crochet, <laughs> they knit, maybe make some brownies, do a little flowering. Not our mom. Watch soap operas or yeah. something like that. No, no, no. She's now studying quantum physics. <laughs> That's her new deal. And so she did get uh, Steve McVeigh's book. But, you know, even then she said she liked the book, but she should have been a little deeper. I just, <laughs> so, I didn't you know, hear that part. I talked to her a little bit thing, about it. She loved it. She read it straight through right off. Yeah, she did like it. Yeah. But, in here, but here's the thing. I'm happy that she's off the streets reading quantum <laughs> physics rather than getting pulled if over speeding. Her, if it'll keep her out of trouble, If it'll then keep her off whatever. the streets and out of trouble, I'm all for it. But, uh, yeah, there you go. So what do you got? All right. Well, I, I've got the book on um, the ebook. I, I've ordered very few books ebook yeah i don't and like I, ebooks well i'm deciding i haven't done enough to even yeah. know so i, I, like I, I, I may book, not i mean know. i prefer but anyway so i'm um i've only read the first chapter yeah uh, i mean mom loved it she she's reading it a second time yeah, you know, by, yeah. Back by the time by now she's probably finished it a second time yeah but uh the first chapter very interesting and we'll have more to say on it later yeah. on after i've read it yeah. and all that but um i think quantum physics has dovetails into a lot it, i mean it really is basically it's, all, it's science I mean, it's, and and, and in Christianity, you know, kind of avoid that word Christianity, but for lack of a better term here, you yeah. know, science and Christianity coming together mm-hmm. about how we really are more connected than we realize. Yeah. And so yeah. when you read about, okay, we're the body of Christ. Well, a body is connected. Right. Well, and just because you don't see it, you know, doesn't mean it's kind of, you know, there's a lot more reality than what we can see. And Absolutely. science is wakening up. That's what quantum yeah. physics is, yep. a little as I know about it. 
uh, has to. Uh, Steve had some quote. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know it exactly. But uh, on Facebook, I, don't, I didn't find it in the book. I thought it was in the book, but then or it wasn't in the beginning like I thought it was. But I remember now it was on Facebook. Um, a quote from Nikola Nikolai Tesla. Tesla, yeah, uh, saying something to the effect of, and I'm going to butcher this, but you'll get the point. I think that evidently he said that when when modern day science learns to recognize and study the unseen or spiritual realm, I forget what he said, they will make more progress in 10 years than they had in the centuries yeah, I think before I've heard quote right or something now. like yeah. that. That yeah. it really is, there is a lot more to reality than what we can see. Of course, yeah. as Christians, we say, yeah, but then, you know, we say that, but we, you know, yeah. we live as if it's not. And so, and the idea that there is a whole reality, and it's kind of like, I've never seen the movie, The Matrix. I'm guessing you've yeah, seen that. I've never yeah. seen that. So some of it kind of, some of the stuff that's pointed down there, I guess. Uh, kind of yeah i'm not yeah but, oh anyway okay but that there's a that there's a reality or in that in that term a matrix that we don't sense um you know jesus said the kingdom of god is within you and so anyway yeah. so well, uh, the I've fact the that matter chapter. in its core is energy right you know that is a huge thing in quantum physics i has proven that i believe beyond any doubt i mean i don't think there's even a discussion mm-hmm. in the scientific world about that and it does, and there's several things about quantum physics that are mind-blowing, and one of them is that the matter does change when you look at it. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's an amazing thing. And there's um, some scriptures that are talking about, you know, God, Jesus, knowing us. You know, the thing yeah. in Matthew, you know, depart from me, I never knew you. You know, we would think he should say, you never knew me. He said, no, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. And there are other verses that talk about God looking upon us and things like that, that I haven't stated that all that much, but I think comes into play with that. I don't. I don't know that I'm following the connection between quantum physics and that, but anyway. But the idea that the God looking upon us changes us. Oh, I see. Oh, I got you. I got so, you. I got you. Okay. Hey, one of the things that I think, if you're, if you're not going to be a believer in God, I got a little little observation. Okay, if you're not going to be a believer in God, and you're going to put your faith, or you're going to believe that a big explosion, a big bang, created everything. Then you got to be a lot more grateful, I think, to this Big Bang than what I've seen people who believe in the Big Bang in the future. Let me give you one kind of cool example. Okay. Okay. This Big Bang was a pretty smart bang. Okay. Oh, that, okay. I mean, it's it would right. have now one of the things. It's not just your run of the mill usual Big no, Bang. No, no, it's not just your run of the mill usual Big Bang. I mean, aside from the fact that it somehow was, you know, we don't there was nothing there before it banged. We don't know what made it bang. Okay, figure, you know, aside from that, I. I one of the many amazing things that happens on this planet that happens in biology and physics and all that, but what water, okay? When water in a pond begins to freeze, okay, the water gets more dense as it gets colder and okay. begins to sink, all right. okay? When it becomes ice, it goes back up. It floats. Mm-hmm. Ice is less dense than water. It then creates an ice cap over the lake, which basically insulates the rest of the water from being frozen, which allows the fish to swim around and all not, through not the wind. Now, that's pretty handy because the alternative <laughs> would be that it would freeze from the bottom up, forcing all the fish to go to the top and lay on top of the ice throughout the wintertime, which would kill every fish the very first winter we ever had. All the fish of every fresh water in any climate that wasn't a tropical climate would be dead oh that is some big bang then i mean they did the bank figured that out (laughs) that we got to make sure i mean that is an amazing 
just an amazing uh, fact of science that, that, that water acts that way. And because it acts that way, we still get to have fish when spring comes around. <laughs> so anyway. I'll be, we'll be eating plenty of fish up in Alaska, I think. Salmon. Uh, I hear they have some salmon up there. Have you ever heard that? So Yeah, of course you would have. It's supposed our, to be really good salmon. Uh, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know my fish story. Have you heard me? Did you read my Facebook post? Oh, 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 yeah, your, fa- your fish getting... Uh, yeah, I have, um, I have just, five koi just, and several goldfish. We saw a great blue heron. Violently this snatched bu- down. This bird is enormous. I've seen some over there near Tate's Creek Center, shopping center. Oh. We used to go to a doctor over there, and there's a little creek that runs back there, and I've seen them I mean, back this thing's there. probably at least four feet tall. Yeah, I mean, you know, the yeah. body's not huge. just got right. long legs and a long neck <laughs> right, and a yeah. huge beak. Yeah. And this thing swooped in, and a, every one of our fish... So you saw it actually sweep in? And no, I didn't see. It. I saw it after the fact. Okay. I mean, we saw right. it, and then our our dog went crazy. It's probably not so thin anymore after so, eating all well, your fish. Well, everybody right? says, well, he's really a big bird. We don't know how big he was before he came to our place. He's big now. <laughs> he's big now. But, and now he comes and sits on the roof and every day and looks down to see if there's any more fish. What Jesus said that our, he thinks our, heavenly father, our, father, our heavenly father feeds Feeds the birds of the air. I think sparrows. So, you say the, the you say the great blue herons that he mentioned. I think just said birds. Okay, I well, specified just birds. So you know, God. My dog. You got a problem I mean, with God feeding the my heron in your pond? Huh? Yeah. Well, my dog Sedona goes nuts <laughs> when this happens. I mean, I'm, we've never seen her just go this crazy. I mean, she's trying to jump through the glass door. So you've been googling how to scare away blue herons and all this stuff. No, I threatened her. to shoot it, and everybody let me know that it's a protected species. Six months in jail and thousands of dollars <laughs> fine, so I can't shoot it. But anyway, can I point out another? This is one. Yeah. I've just kind of got random things for this. Maybe our Go next. Ahead. I got some other stuff for maybe the next podcast. That all kind right. of all comes together. But um, someone shared this the other day, and I hadn't thought about this. But you know, the idea of um, the trauma that comes from people being abandoned. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of us, pretty oh, every, yeah. all of us, to some degree or another, have some type of. Yeah. You know, the term I think is abandonment issues. Yeah. And of course, some. You know, if it's children, you know loses her parents early on you know it's more pronounced and that type of thing but what i never thought is is the way the the story in genesis is told and we talked recently about you know after they see him god still went toward them you know god didn't hide from them they hid from god yeah but but that's not you know most people don't remember the story like that most mm-hmm. people in church are thinking okay god created us we sinned and then god turned his back on us mm-hmm. yeah. and that's and abandon really, us. Really I mean, that happened. is, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of a form of abandonment to where we think that God gave up on us, or at least initially gave up on us yeah. and God turned his back on us and God didn't want anything to do with us because we sinned. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I don't think we, you know, things like that. I don't think we realize how they sink into the psyche of people. Mm-hmm. And you know, then little kids hear that type of story. You, you so know what happens to kids that go through abandonment? I've been learning this recently. I saw something recently, but that even I saw some video about a the guy from a. What? This guy was in I forget the name was in um, a Nazi. I don't yeah. know if it was in Germany or another place or what. I don't think it was in Germany. Some other country where the Nazis and his mother had been anyway, and some of the issues that came from that. Well, when kids go through trauma of rejection or abandonment, they 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 become wired for survival, not mm-hmm. for connections. So it means that what that means is. When you later on, when they have a relationship with you, even when they get married or whatever, instead of being very closely connected, they're always making sure they can survive. They're always looking mm-hmm. for ways to make sure, and that's why sometimes they'll they'll lie or they'll do things they shouldn't do to hurt the connection they have with people because that's not the way they're wired. They're not mm-hmm. wired for the connection. 
they're wired for survival. And they, they're always thinking, okay, am I going to make it? How am I going to make it? And they don't realize they're wired that way, but yeah. that's, that's their framework. And There's uh, a lot of, yeah, I, I believe that. that, yeah. that um, yeah, it makes me think also of the verse, you know, Jesus in uh, John 14, I will not leave you as orphans. Yeah. Then at the end, I will never, you know, yeah. never will I leave you, never will yeah. I forsake you. And lo, I am with you always. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's always well, been the case. And, and like the end of Romans 8, you know, nothing can separate us from the mm-hmm. love of God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people need to really get that down in their hearts, you know, that uh, no matter what happens, there's nothing in heaven and earth or nothing, you know, in anything. In all creation that can separate you from God's love. And so much of our the teaching that goes on so many times is, you know, it wouldn't overtly say God's going to leave you, but just the idea that, you know, you're out of fellowship with God, right. or God's going to turn right. his back on right. you or God's kind of disgusted with you or disappointed with you is, is a, is another form of that. Yeah. That we think that, that God's willingness to be near me depends on my performance. Um, and you know, that's, that's the lie read, that has come in. I read a quote the other day. I guess somebody was, that was a kind of a comedian type originally made, originally made this statement, but they said, Jeff, if you're shacking up with the devil, don't expect God to pay the rent. I mean, <laughs> what does that even mean? You know, you're, that mean, I guess that means if you're doing anything wrong, don't expect God to be a part of your life. I mean, I don't know what that means. It's also an example of how we, a lot of the Christians put the devil back in business. Yeah. You know, Hebrews yeah. talks about he destroyed the devil. Yeah. And he came first John, he came yeah. to destroy the works of the devil. And yeah. a lot of too, too, too often, too many Christians try to yeah. resurrect yeah. him and try right. to get him back in business right. and all that. But back in business. But it's a, um, so the uh, the the hammer. What was the claw hammer? Claw yeah, hammer claw hammer Christianity. So that would be an example of claw hammer Christianity. Claw hammer Christianity. That's when you kind of pry those nails out. Have you, you copyrighted know? that term yet? No, you think I should? No, I'll go out and do something and before you copyright it. Huh? I'll steal it from you and use it. Oh, is that right? No, <laughs> no. I doubt if you need copyrighted. I don't know. I'm not aware of anybody else that's ever ever used that <laughs> though. So I don't think I'm going to copyright it. <laughs>